This is Indie ColorCast, powered by Radio Kismet. This conversation was recorded in Brooklyn, New York in June 2022 at our Indie Cultivate event, where we celebrate innovation and startups in the hospitality and travel sector. Joining me is Christopher Plant of Radio Kismet. Josh Goldblum is the founder and CEO of Blue Cadet and the co-founder of Art World, based in Santa Monica, California. Here we are, Christopher Plant, live at Independent Congress in the Weiss Hotel in New York City with Josh Goldblum of Blue Cadet. How are you, Josh? Doing great, thanks. So I'm grateful to, to know you. I, I got a little advanced knowledge of, of this conversation here, but um, how did you come to be on the, the radar of the Independent Lodging Congress? So Blue Cadet is basically my agency, and yeah. I've been doing this for the last... 15 years with Blue Cadet. Uh, we are based in Philadelphia, New York, and we are a full experience design agency thinking very much about how technology integrates across digital and physical environments, a lot of museums and visitor centers and sales centers. And I've always been very interested in hospitality. Yeah. Uh, but today I'm actually talking about NFTs. So I started a new venture last year called Art World, mm-hmm. um, which is basically working with blue chip artists. I uh, saw this. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, great. Yeah. Blue chip okay. artists, uh, basically giving them access to sort of very high end digital production techniques, but also doing some really interesting things in Web three. Um, so I think knowing something about NFTs and knowing something about experience design, they thought I could talk about it. So are you getting a two for one here? Are you at NFT NYC? Very much so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the, the crypto thing, what, what is it? Um, what, what are you doing with Art World? What, what is it? So basically, what Art World is doing is we are working with some very sort of established artists, you know, artists that are not the typical kind of people that have mm-hmm. been participating in the crypto world, but some of the best artists, honestly, people who've had solo shows at MoMA and the Guggenheim and are like some of the most sort of bright, insightful, visionary artists working today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're basically treating uh, Web3 and, and this sort of new advent of digital art as a, as a medium for, and for, introducing for, them to it. For those who don't understand that term, oh, what web, is web Web3 web, web three is basically the decentralized internet. It is what blockchain is. It's what Ethereum is. It is what all NFTs are based on. So uh, it's been a big week for uh, the blockchain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots going on. Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bitcoin and Ethereum are both on very massive sale. Yeah, if, uh, it's, yeah it's a uh, Black Friday sale. Um, so go out and buy your Bitcoin this week. And what, what is the, the general temp? Uh, how are people in that, in that universe feeling? Uh, I think... Some people are terrified. Yeah. Uh, I was at a party yesterday. Had with had a very long conversation with someone working at Coinbase. Uh-huh. You know, this, you know, they laid off a thousand people last week. Um, but I think it was always sort of, particularly in the NFT world, the, the sort of reset was always inevitable, right? Um, and predictable. And actually, I think in some ways, this our, is the the scorched earth for new growth. Yeah, and our business honestly was almost predicated on something like this happening, which yeah. is that like there's a lot of noise in the space and mm-hmm. a lot of really bad actors and speculation. And this was actually, I think, yes, definitely, it was like the it was the fire that clears the ground a little bit. So, yeah. and so like when you think about, um, so you were in the the tech sector, you you have this interactive agency and you were doing stuff, and so you were kind of just looking through the corner and you saw that that NFTs was a good place for you to go. How, how did that that thought process? Evolve. No, it was nothing like that. Actually, uh, one of my motion graphics designers uh, left Blue Cadet uh, early in COVID when things were going a little sideways, um, and certainly reduction in staff was not a problem. 
he was left to become a sort of a full-time crypto artist. And he was, you know, I was probably giving the guy a decent salary, but he yeah. was making way, way, way more on super rare. And I was like, what is this about? Um, so I started digging into it and, and what I found was like, I just, I, I, I just kind of got caught into the rabbit hole and I was like, this is really fascinating and it is a re-architecting of the internet. Um, and I was like, oh, this is a really big deal. Um, What's happening now reminds me very much of the early days of like e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the '90s punk scene. Um, you okay. know, yeah, it was like there's a there's a DIY aspect to it, but there's also this point where you're like, okay, there's a new thing happening. Uh, we don't quite know where it's going, but right. it's, but it's gonna be big. Or like when the iPhone came out, you're like, oh, this is gonna change some things. Yeah, I know. Hanging out with people who are into crypto is like uh, the early days of CrossFit. <laughs> right, like everything comes back to crypto. You know, uh, we were talking about it. Yeah, I did, I did yeah, a project yeah. last year down in in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a gigantic community uh, down there. Yeah. And so, so what is what is happening in in the, the the crypto world, and how do you see it? You know, becoming more integrated with hospitality. Are people going to start building it into the concept? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's funny. I I think that. Uh, right now, like NFTs, when people are like, well, how much does an NFT cost? I mean, people are like, it's extraordinarily expensive. And it is, you know, like to the gas fees to cr- even create mm-hmm, an NFT mm-hmm. can be very expensive. Um, but but ultimately, it's going to be like a utility. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I remember I was, I was hearkening this back to like back in the day when like you had to be very protective over like your film. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, my God, I only mm-hmm. have like three shots left in this role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, my God, I advanced past the picture. So I wasted it. And like now, like my five year old daughter just like sits there taking selfies like all day. Right. Just like uploading thousands of images to the to the cloud i'm like nfts are going to be that ubiquitous um and this idea and so they're they're just gonna be something you take for granted and it's not gonna be digital art or nft art it's just gonna be art um and then like i think a lot of this a lot of you know for places that are like location-based experiences Mm -hmm. um i think having some digital trail of the you know digital trail of people's experiences um that that is in this blockchain record, I think it's going to be a major, major thing. So I think it makes a lot of sense for these hotels to pay attention to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting to think about, um, you know, this conversation has evolved uh, the last three years primarily oh, yeah. uh, is where it's kind of been on my radar. And so when you decided to do this, this agency, is that so you are you are helping digital artists connect to nfts are you like sort of scouring no no we're working with so my partner's nato thompson who is the uh, former artistic director for creative time Mm -hmm. um and you know his what creative time is probably one of the most renowned public art uh, projects in the world and you know what they would do is they would basically take you know world-renowned artists like a kara walker and and if kara walker wants to do some a painting like she does not need nato but if she wanted to do a monumental sculpture they did a 300 foot sugar sphinx in the domino sugar factory that's where you work with nato and so we're doing a very similar thing in the crypto space or in the, in the NFT space, which is that if they want to, pro- you know, if they want to produce digital art, you know, with some of these sort of what we would call Web3 affordances. So like doing something that's different than just monetizing an MP4 or JPEG, like we'll work with them to create some really interesting stuff. Um, yeah. And we got some really amazing projects lined up. And our first project will, will be launching at Christie's in July um, with uh, with the artist Wally Rod. Fucking Josh Goldblum, man! How do you do it? I am. I hustle, man. I hustle. Because <laughs> you're out there. I mean, let's just circle back. What, what is a what is a blue cadet? 
Oh, Blue Cadet. So yeah, Blue Cadet used to be me. Uh, now it's a 50-some person agency. So we do a lot of technology for museums, cultural institutions, but a lot of brands these days. Yeah. Um, you know, doing a lot of digital product work. We're doing a lot of stuff in AR. You know, we're doing a lot of uh, installations of technology in public spaces. So we're doing a brand new museum for MIT, which is, has all this machine learning and AI and holography. Um, you know, we're doing work for the Met. We're doing work for the Library of Congress. We're doing Folger Shakespeare Library. Doing bunch of projects for Nike. Yeah. Um, you know, just really trying to figure out like, you know, how do you use digital to tell stories and right. um, make content, interesting things accessible. And honestly, art world is not that different. Right. Uh, it's just, a, you know, it's just a not, you know, not, not, not clients. Well, I mean, but, but art as, um, you know, has been, uh, you know, sort of the, the domain of the privilege. It's had high walls, um, extreme, you know, barriers of, of entry. And so, you know, is the the digitization of artwork going to sort of open that up a little bit? I think the decentralization and and moving things off of Instagram. I mean, right now, what it is is like if if it, the way that artists engage with their public yeah. is they're doing it within all these Web two like walled gardens. So yeah. like you know, essentially, um, you know, if you want to get your art out to your public, you're doing it through Mark Zuckerberg's uh, you know mm -hmm, feed. Mm -hmm. And you know, Instagram is not designed for the artists, and it's not designed to connect the artist to their to the people who care about it or to tell those stories or to create a meaningful connection yeah. between people and art it's meant to like it's meant to sell you very expensive sweatpants right. and it's very effective at that yeah. and and so performative yeah, exactly. Well, and, that, and that's exactly it too. So some of the best artists, you know, the people who care about um art as a you know as a as like a medium and as an expression and um you know who who are, who care about their own you know, public image, like they don't want to be part of that game. So a lot of the best artists are not on Instagram. No, I, I know. And then you have Damien Hurst, who's like producing, you know, 4,000 of these little paintings and, and talking like, uh, Gotta you know, love the hustle. I, Gotta love the hustle. I know, I know. I know. But I mean, I think that, that, that it does actually put you in a box. And so, yeah. you know, so, so how, how are people finding out about what, what you're doing? Like, what is your, your, your own <laughs> interface with, with. Yeah. The I mean, I, I mean, right now we're, you know, we're doing some events and things like that. We just did a big event at the Hammer Museum about a week and a half ago, which was fantastic. Uh, Reggie Watts was our keynote speaker, which was great fun. Dope. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we're using, I mean, the thing is, like, Ironically, we're using all the Web two tools to build mm -hmm. to sort of build awareness. But you know, the idea is like ultimately, like you know, when we're saying like Web three and we're using NFTs, um, you know, we really want people to have a more direct connection between um, you know the the artists and the public. So like we we're you know we're going to help them create this work and then we're going to step out of the way. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like creating. It's very similar to public art. It's almost very similar to street art, except there's a there's a financial aspect um, that that actually is kind of amazing. Yeah. And so when you, you mentioned a little bit earlier about the sort of ecological footprint, like what's, what's happening in that space? Um, so basically all of the, all these big NFT projects, mm -hmm. you know, like the Beeple projects, the mm -hmm. Bored Apes, all these, you know, crypto punks, they're all sitting on Ethereum. So there's a lot of different uh, blockchains out there that you can create NFTs, but Ethereum is like basically the one that all the signature projects, um, were built on. And Ethereum was just not built to be this popular. Um, so it's built on this thing, which is called proof of work. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's buckling under, under its own popularity and they're quickly, quickly re-engineering it to be less environmentally. It's like a one-way street in Philadelphia that they let you go both ways on. Exactly. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, it is like a totally a victim of its own success. Yeah. Um, and it's a ecological dumpster fire. But it's also I don't think people understand how 
big an ecological dumpster fire like the internet is. Like right. it, it does consume less energy than YouTube. Right. Um, I'm sure it consumes less energy than TikTok. It's just, um, you know, they, they've, I, I think. It's an easy thing to point towards. It is. And, and they're going to, and the thing is like, it will get fixed. Um, they're going to move from proof of work to proof of stake, which I don't need to explain. Google it. Um, but yeah, yeah, please Google it. Google it. I don't, I don't even know what. Yeah, the hell but it, but basically, what it means is like it's gonna Ethereum is gonna be as ecologically you know horrific as any of these other yeah. uh, blockchains, which is like honestly not life itself. Which is life itself. Which is you know we consume a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you posit, are you moving more towards the the digital stuff and kind of figuring out how to make your agency run yourself or? Run itself, excuse me. I, I'm, 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 I'm equally uh, invested in Blue Cadet and Artworld. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have more equity in Blue Cadet, but what are you gonna do? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I would say, you know, look, I there, there's a lot of similarities between them. Um, they both benefit from one another. Um, I personally love, you know, I, I love creating public spaces. I mean, that's why I'm speaking at a hospitality event. Right. I think, I think having spaces that feel meaningful and that, that, uh, that feel unique, um, and, and giving people places to be and, and in, in physical environments and using technology to facilitate that is very, very important to me. And actually I think that in some ways NFTs are really the bridge between the physical and the digital. They make digital tangible. Um, so there's actually a part, I mean, it's, it's all part of my sort of like larger, you know, practice, I guess. Well, I remember when you started Creative Mornings in in yeah. Philadelphia. That yeah. was obviously part of the part of the same thing about bringing people together. Yeah. And so, like in in the digital space with the the artwork, how how do how will we convene on the internet? Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting. So, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about where we are with the metaverse. Yeah. Um, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I saw the metaverse. You're like, you saw Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah. like, um, I do think what's, there's some really amazing things happening um, with these gaming engines, like with Unreal Engine, with Unity. I was at a conference uh, the other week and the VP of Fortnite was there and he was like, look, Fortnite is basically a prototype for the metaverse. Yeah. Um, and like, I have a nine-year-old son and I can tell you, they spend a tremendous amount of time in those spaces. Yeah, yeah. And those spaces are only gonna get more compelling. VR is gonna get only more performative. Um, having things- It, it fixes yeah. a lot of problems for a lot of people. You know, it does. And, well, you know, people really, I mean, the thing is like, I don't like, I am, I'm a digital product guy. So I understand UX and like a flat UX, um, is, is really great for certain things. Like you don't want to be like running around your calendaring app. Um, but like, there's a lot of experiences that really do benefit from 3d environment and particularly, um, being in physical, you know, sharing physical space with people. I, I do think that, I, I do think they're going to see more and more of these, you know, sort of like 3d environments as the hardware accelerates to meet them. And then I think AR is actually probably much larger than VR mm-hmm. um, and is going to become very, very pervasive. And I think I think it's going to be shocking. When you say be- AR, do you mean Fortnite? No, no. Or- AR is augmented reality. Okay. So so VR is like the you're totally locked into a virtual world. Right, you know, right, it's right, like, right. you know, you mm-hmm. they have complete control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AR is more like the Google Glass where, yeah. you know, you, you're going to see a digital. Yeah. Do you know look- how to fly a helicopter? Yeah. Not yet. I I mean, but but honestly though, like I think when you when you sort of see a bunch of these different trend lines, you know, yeah. you look at like intelligent recognition through mm-hmm. machine learning, where like a, where uh, an AI can determine what everything is that you're looking at very yeah. quickly, and you look at that. And finish you, your sentence for you. Yeah, finish mm-hmm. your sentence. Like we have a project that we're doing with Blue Cadet where you can collect, write a poem with an AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when I think I think it's going to be shocking. 
um, to like my kids when they like grow up that they're not gonna be able to just like that like like what you grew up and you just like had you didn't know what everything was right like you couldn't everything just, like, wasn't instantaneously like, yeah, defined. yeah 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 the, the internet was on off what was on a piece of whatever that you suck in your pocket like the internet will be everywhere right um you know and it, it, it will it will be untethered from just I'm starting to sweat <laughs> oh no no it's gonna it's gonna be wonderful or horrible yeah. depending on who's in charge yeah I mean, and you're going to bring the same perspective to it that you bring to anything. And I think that it's yeah. not inherently negative. But, I mean, I think that it's very interesting to think about the, the future of, of artificial intelligence built into the augmented reality, which I think is very interesting, you know, when you think about, like, you know, your, your, your LinkedIn bio is going to be over here to the left oh, of your 100%, face. Oh, 100%, yeah. And, you know, as people look at you and you're like, I, I don't have well, to remember well, names well, anymore. Well, I also will never have to ask you, where'd you get that shirt? I'll just right. be like, I'll look at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy one right now. Yeah. Like, well, and it's, <laughs> like, it's interesting, like, you know, when, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I had, uh, you know, I could memorize 50 phone numbers. Yeah, right? and why would I, you? I haven't, you know, I don't even know my... I do know my wife's number, but you know, it takes a bit. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, my, my son, uh, during the, uh, pandemic was working at Starbucks and one of the older people that worked at Starbucks said, you know, uh, it really sucks, you know, wearing a mask, working with a mask. And, and my son said, I, I don't know anything different. And that's getting to yeah, what yeah. you're saying. And so these, um, like digital native, what, what would you call that, that, that person who is like born into this? Oh, the youth. I don't know. <laughs> they, they, probably, oh, the they, youth. they probably have a handle right now. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I I think basically there's a lot there's a lot that technology can do for us, yeah. you know, that to make us feel more connected to our communities, to each other, yeah. um, to to like our history, to our place, like you know, like it can serve us in a lot of really amazing ways. You know, like Wikipedia is an amazing service to incredible do. resource. Yeah, and, you know, and and the thing is, it's like there's going to be people who are trying to like monetize everything and make everything transactional, um, and then there's going to be people who are going to be trying to create art or just like you know make people better. And like that's always that going to be that push pull. And I'm just always trying to place my chips more on one side than the other. Yeah, yeah. And so in in terms of um, getting back into the hospitality, yeah, how, how do you see the um, the NFT and this the this digital world incorporating more into hospita hospitality concepts. So where I think this relates to hospitality is that, you know, hospi hospitality are basically location-based experiences. You know, you go... T truly. Yeah, you know, and like, so like when I'm working with museums, when I'm working with, uh, you know, even like cities, we're, we're doing a lot of work there. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot about like, well, what, what's the point of being here? You know, mm -hmm. and like what, what motivates the visitor? Like, why would they ever go? And how do you help them, you know? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think one of the things too is a lot of times people are going to these, going to these places to collect experiences. Yeah. And I think what's going to end up happening is that, uh, you know, a lot of the NFTs in the future are going to be experiences. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think there's going to be really exciting things that are happening when by going to a place you, you're, you're actually earning, you're earning things that, that sort of build your identity. And I think that in the future, you know, our identity is not going to be like a, a profile thing that we fill out. It's right. going to be a record of our experiences. Yeah. And I think that what's going to happen is, you know, hospitality, any place that's like public that wants to be part of that record yeah. of your like, personal identity and your journey um, is going to, is going to want to know how to do that and how to help, you know, and, and I, and I think there's some really interesting opportunities right now. It's probably in the, the prototype stage. Right. Um, but I think you could even build some prototypes that would be actually very, very rewarding for the visitor. That's incredible to think about in terms of like, you know, I mean, we're checking in on, you know, codes and different things and yeah. geocaching and, and all this stuff. But the idea that um, you have to go to Europe to go to Europe is probably going to be fairly outdated in the, the near future. 
No, I hope not. Actually, I no, mean, no, but you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like you know, for somebody who can't take you know three months off to do the Eurorail, um, you can still have an incredible experience learning about stuff through the digital products. No, I don't like it. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. That's, 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 a, that's good. That's, to hear. A, that's not why I'm here. Um, yeah. No, I actually, I don't, I don't believe that we should all be spending time in these metaverses. Mm -hmm. I actually think that we should be using technology to, to like actually enhance our experience of the physical world. So that's why actually, like for hotels and yeah. stuff like that. No, I, I'm not. I'm, I'll debate it on stage. I don't think that we should be setting up virtual hotels so you right. can visit our hotel in France and mm -hmm. blah 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 from the comfort of your you know home. No, mm -hmm. screw it. No. Make make that experience of that place in France as powerful and as valuable and as compelling as possible. You know, optimize for that for that experience so that when you go over there, you can do it. Because like yeah. at the end of the day, honestly, work is becoming distributed. Like people can leave for three months and go to different places. Oh yeah, you know, and like you know, and and like the, you can work from every, you most a lot of people can work from everywhere. Um, at least a certain class of people. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I would want to see hotels really use technology to make the visitor experience just like that much better. Yeah. Enhanced, which Enhanced. is what they talk about. Yeah. And so we're going to wrap this up. So because Josh is about to speak on stage and you're going to be talking about the, the crypto world and, sure. and um, just give it one last pitch on, on art world. Oh, just sure. Like, like your, your 60 second. My 60 second on Art World? Well, Art World will be producing some amazing projects with some of the world's greatest artists. Check us out at artworld.com. There's no O there. Um, and we will be uh, having our first auction at Christie's um, in July. It's going to be Waleed Rod uh, is doing the Festival of Gratitude. They are birthday cakes for dictators, world leaders. Wow. Uh, we are selling a Vladimir Bur Putin birthday cake, All right. um, which you can then actually slice into 69 slices. Fun fact, uh, Vladimir Putin is 69 years old. Uh, all proceeds will be going to Ukraine uh, through uh, endowment. Um, so it is completely right offable, um, but it's also just a beautiful piece of work. And then we'll be dropping some more of Waleed's projects, but then we have a huge roster of absolutely amazing artists. Um, all of them will have some real amazing experiential and uh, Web3 affordances. So I'm really excited to roll them out. All right. Thanks for talking to us, Josh. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you for listening to these conversations. Make sure to check out our upcoming events at ilcongress.com under events.